now, um, I'd just like to say, would you help me for the last time in welcoming uh, my friend? Uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor to do ministry with him. Uh, I'm going to miss him, and uh, I'm going to invite Pastor Lewis up here to give us one final message. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that. <laughs> All glory to God, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I thank every one of you guys time that you have you have served first the kingdom of God and then served under me um, I thank you for uh, making my family as your own thank you for watching over us for praying for countless prayers which you've done and uh, it's been special it's been very 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 special I really struggled with how to put this message together. First and foremost, you see me wearing this mask. I don't preach with it every Sunday. Um, here at New Life Community Church, Mount Clare, at least, it's been a tradition that has uh, been passed down. 15, 15 years ago, Mount Clare, New Life, restarted this church, and uh, Pastor John Paul Mary was the lead pastor at that time. Pastor Josh Hollick was, you know, leading us alongside him, but he was a pastor for five years here. And after five years, ten years ago, he went on ahead and he got this mantle, and he went on ahead and put it over Pastor Joshua Hollick, where Pastor Joshua Hollick would now be the lead pastor of that church. Five years ago, Pastor Josh Hollick went on ahead and put this mantle on me, and it's been five years, and so today I will be passing on the mantle, not specifically to a pastor at this time, but during the season of transition over the elder team here today. Five years ago, my wife and I, we, we answered the call to lead this congregation, and reflecting, you know, I knew it was going to be hard, I knew it was going to be difficult. You get some of the emotions, but nothing, I've never experienced a day like I experienced yesterday. A day in which there was so, mon, so many emotions. Because you, as Christians, we have to look back at what God has done. That gives us the faith to continue to move forward. But there's nothing like a time of transition that makes you dig deep into what God has done. Well, a friend of mine who I uh, love dearly and here today, checked up on me and said, hey, how, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And I told the man, I'm really struggling with putting this message together. 
because there's so many different angles. There's so many things I want to say. There's so many, so, so many ways to approach this, and I'm really having a difficult time. It was yesterday, and I still didn't have nothing ready. And he said, brother, just speak from your heart. Speak from your heart and let the spirit lead. And so that's what I did. Today, I've kind of titled this, The Story That I'll Tell. It's my reflection is really what it is. As my wife and I answered the call to lead this congregation, there was, at that moment, five years ago, man, there was, there was excitement. There was excitement, but, but at the same time, it was scary. I remember Pastor Joshua always says, no one knows the weight that we carry as a pastor until they put on our feet. That's why it was scary for me. Because I knew that and I understood that. I remember people coming up to me right afterwards and congratulating me. Congratulations, Pastor Lewis. Congratulations, and now you're leading this pastor. And I, I, I knew where they were coming from. I know that they, they meant well, but, but I remember thinking to myself, this isn't really truly something to rah, rah, yay, yay, celebrate about. And I'll tell you why. Because I knew that this was a calling that I was stepping into, not a job. I knew the weight that I was placing not only on my, on my shoulders, but the weight that I would be placing on the shoulders of my wife and my children by answering this call. I knew the targets that we would now become to the, to the deceiver, the enemy, the liar. I knew that the responsibilities were going to be great. I knew that there were going to be seasons of joy and celebrations, right? We had them. But I also knew that there were going to be times of tears. There were going to be times of frustration. So why did you take the pass, this role, Pastor? It doesn't sound pretty good. I took it because I also knew who it was to go before me. I took it because I knew that as God, as we all, we've heard the saying, as God led us to it, he would lead us through it. I knew who it was that was sending me. I knew in whose foundation it was that I was building my home. I knew that the foundation would never allow my house to crumble. Because my wife and I, we believe Philippians chapter 4.13 that says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We believe Psalm 31.3 that says, for you are my rock and my fortress, and for your namesake you lead me and you guide me. We knew that and we understood that. Would I do it all over again? Absolutely. Why? Because it was a calling, not just a job. Because church, my brothers, my sisters, I have taught you this. The Lord has taught us this, that when God calls us to action, we need to step out. When God calls us to do something, listen, as Christ followers, we talked about it. Our job is not to sit inside four walls and listen to a sermon, be encouraged, and go home and do nothing. God, at one point or another, is going to tug your heart to do something. He's going to ask you to step out into the unknown. And that unknown sometimes is going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be scary. When God calls us, church. We need to be like Samuel, who responded, here I am. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. 
We need to be like Isaiah who says in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 8, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who shall go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. When our Father calls, church, we need to be obedient. Maybe the Lord is calling you to do something right now. Maybe the Lord is tugging your heart for something. Church, be obedient to the voice of God. But not only obedient in the go, and this is where it becomes difficult sometimes. We also also have to be obedient in the, when he says stop, because the season is about to change, my son. Stop because the season is changing, my daughter, and it's time for a transition. Transition doesn't translate to failure. It simply means that one season has ended so that another can begin. We have to have a stop. There has to be an end to something. As I talked to one of the brothers that I confine in a lot, Pastor Josh Hollick, yesterday he called me. We spoke on the phone for over an hour. And he told me, you know what, it's the seasons of change that unless we end it, we can't see the next things that God has for us. As followers of Christ, we're all going to encounter seasons of transition. Ecclesiastes 3 says this, and you, many of you guys know, there's a time for everything. And a season for every activity under the heavens. Verse 2 says a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for everything King Solomon said. Five years ago, it was our season, my family and I. It was our season to answer the call to lead this church, to lead this congregation. Remember when Pastor Josh asked us, hey, will you lead the congregation? Will you lead New Life Mount Claire? And I, I remember just really, you know, praying about it. And my wife and I were praying. And, and, and it was hard because all the people that we really had relationships with, we couldn't tell because they were a part of the church. But I remember just praying, praying, and God eventually. I, I, actually, I remember this because I remember before that I had been praying and I had said, God, I need you to do something. I was working crazy hours. I, me and John were serving on the elder team, and I was praying. I was praying, and, and I said, I, I asked the Lord in the season of fast, God, would you please, for this season, make it apparent to me what it is that you want me to do. Do I continue doing what I'm doing, working and investing in, in this? Or, 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 Lord, open the door for me so that I can be full-time investing in ministry. And I never like to give time, uh, God timetables because... I have too much reverence for him. But that time I had the boldness. You know, the Bible says, come to the throne room with boldness. And I said, God, by the end, by the end of this year, now we're in January when New Life does the, the, the season of fasting. And by the end of this year, show me, make it evident. And by April, we were standing face to face with Pastor Joshua Hollick and Nancy and, 
being given this opportunity to lead this congregation. I remember we were praying so much about it, and then finally I felt like God told me, why are you praying for a prayer that I've already answered? And it became evident that that's not true. Five years ago it was our season. And in these past five years, man, I tell you, God has taught me many things. In these five years, God has shown me so, so many things. In these five years, God has grown me. And worked in all those areas that I needed to, to, to be worked on. What I want to do as we, this is a short, short message. But what I want to do is, is I want to tell you what I saw God do here in these past five years. Can I tell you that story? Can I testify of, of the battles as a church that I believe and I know that we have won? The first thing that I know is that, man, I saw God restore. I saw him restore. I saw him, I saw him restore marriages. Marriages that came in here and they were broken. When I say broken, I mean broken. There were marriages that actually did break. And they did separate. But with faith and with time and with counseling, I saw personally, and the team saw personally, God restore so many of those marriages. I saw God heal broken relationships. I saw him restore these broken relationships. I remember a brother, and he's here today, who had struggled so much with the relationship with his father. The, the relationship was, 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 so, was so bad. There was zero communication. And with prayer, and I remember being at a men's retreat, that this brother, was he was in my group, and he just felt like, you know what? I, I, I have the confidence. This thing is stopping me from growing, from being who God has designed me to be. I'm going to pack up my car. I'm not even going to tell my father, and I'm going to knock on his door. And he drove miles, miles, hours, and had this conversation with the prayer in the bathroom of the church. Saw God restore relationships. I saw God renew. We all saw God renew. We saw countless people give their life to Jesus Christ here in this church. Countless people who said, today, I, I, I want God to rewrite my story. Today, I want to stop trying to be the, the, the pilot of, 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 my, of, my, of my plane. I want to stop being the, the, the driver of my vehicle. And I want to hand the keys over to Jesus Christ. We saw in our time, I try to do all the calculations, and maybe I might be off a number or so, but out of those people that gave their life to Jesus Christ, we saw just over 50 people make those relationships public by getting into the waters of baptism. People that says, I publicly want to announce what, I, what it is that I have done, that I am now dead to my own life, and now I am renewed. I saw God So many ways. And I'm missing things. I, I haven't got time to tell you everything. I saw him provide. I remember my first, our first, my first year pastoring, and I didn't understand and, and probably still not completely understand the whole budgeting thing. Um, finance was not my strength. But I remember looking, uh, Pastor Josh had just, you know, it, it was December, we had planted ground in and I look at the schedule that report of what we have, and I'm, I'm panicking. Like, how are we going to operate a church with this? 
how are we going to operate a church with these with these with the, with the, 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 the funds that we have available to us? And I remember praying, and, and, and uh, Elder, at the time, Elder John and Alex Cruz and Barb, and we would get together on, on Fridays and, and just, man, I think we created some cracks in that war room how we were praying like the early church. I mean, the only thing we needed is to see some flying tongues, you know, in the air. But I remember praying, like, God provide, God provide, God provide. And I remember just maybe two, three weeks later, I'm here working. We had just finished our prayer. Everyone's here. They're decorating. I think that was almost a season of, I don't know, it was Thanksgiving or Christmas. And all of a sudden, I get a, I get a call from someone in our search, central service uh, department. And they call me and say, hey, Pastor Lewis, yeah, I want to let you know, someone has given a substantial amount of money. I'm like, all right, I mean, what is it? Yeah, they donated $15,000. And I just remember just falling to my knees, and I'm like, wow, God, you are my Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. I remember seeing God fulfill the needs of people in this congregation. People were struggling, and people were, were out of work. I remember we'd go on ahead and send messages, hey, Hey, this person's out of work. They're on strike. Whatever the case is, let's get some things together. Let's go on ahead and bless them, and, and, the, and, the, and the church would show up. And we were able to bless people, bless them with food, bless them with finances. And there were needs. I remember us, ourselves. When my wife had major eye surgery, and I remember the church showing up and, and, and providing. I am so busy tending to her. She could not literally see for three weeks at all. I had a feeder, bather, and all that stuff, and the church showed up. Our, our greater New Life team as well showed up and provided meals for us, so much meals that we're like, what are we going to do with all this food? Because God provides abundantly. And I just remember just seeing that same spirit flow throughout everything. Every time there was a need, God provided when we felt like, man, we don't have enough. God provided, always. I remember when we... And the worship team, because we're part of, uh, of a church that's constantly on the move, there is a lot of times a lot of transition, people moving places. And I just remember, it's, it's funny, but we, 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 had a, we lost our main drummer at one time, you know, for certain reasons. And we're like, man, what are we going to do? You know, uh, Western church problems. What are we going to do? We don't got a drummer. And God instantly provides, oh, hey, this person that was a part of our church five years ago, they decided they're going to start attending once again. Hey, here's a drummer. He leaves a year later because God called us to go to a different location. And now we get adapted with his father, who was also a drummer, who says, oh, I'll serve. You know, those are just, they seem little, but specifically for the weight. I'm looking at two pastors here in front of me. We, th there's a huge weight when we carry it. When there's a missing piece or something, you feel that weight. And to see God like you, man, you're always providing. You're always, you know, it's like in sports, we call it the next man up mentality. But God is the one that provides that next man, that next woman. And God provided in great, great, great ways. Countless times. I can tell you so many more stories. But I, I just wanted to tell you my, the story. The story that I've seen. What I've seen God do here in the five years. The story in which encouraged me. The last thing that I saw the major things that I saw God do in this congregation is I saw God mobilize. 
during what was the most challenging time for pastors in our generation, if not possibly in any generation, at least here, the season of COVID, where all the momentum stopped briefly, and we're all home and you know, we're reaching out to people to the church. We're having prayer meetings on Zoom and all this stuff. But I was sensing a greater need. Like, I feel like, man, God, it's, it's not just about shepherding the church during this time. God, we are the church. You have made us for such a time as this. You've made us to now go on ahead and reach the lost, to serve those that don't know you. Use us, God. Use us. And I, I, was, I just could not stay still. I was... God, how do you want us to impact this community? I don't want this season of COVID, I remember praying, to stop and, and, and to be better and us, the church, didn't do our part. So I remember talking to the elders who were having meetings and were saying, well, what do we do? It would be great to, to bless people with, with food or, or, or whatever their needs are. And I remember we are talking, and again, back to this budget thing, and I was like, but that, that, would, take, that would involve us like using everything we got. Now, that's a real step of faith. So I really had to pray for more, God. So I remember praying and praying. I said, no, we can't do it because God also gives us wisdom, right? And praying and praying and praying. And, and I remember one day sitting in front of the computer, and I receive a call from Pastor Matt DiMatteo. And uh, he said, if you know Pastor Matt, he said, what's up? Do you want to do this? I said, do what? We got an opportunity to bless our community with food. And I said, sign us up. Now, you haven't heard the details. I said, sign us up. And we came here, my wife and I, we met with the lady, we went through the requirements, we signed all the waivers, and during the peak of COVID, during the peak of COVID, this is probably now April of 2020, and people are scared. People, there's uncertainty all over the place. My next question to my wife is, but are we going to get enough people to run this? Are we going to get enough people to, because to, we had to, to, to separate the food. They, we got a truckload that came and they unloaded pallets and pallets of food. Are we going to get enough people? I sent out a message. Anyone willing, I know and I understand if you, if you, if you don't want to, but if you can, man, what a great opportunity to be the hands, of feet, the hands and feet of Jesus in this community. And that first day, we had 25 volunteers from this little location show up. All masked up with our gloves on, but we showed up. After that first day, we concluded that we had so much food left over. No one really knew what we were doing yet in the community. I remember we had to load up this church with food, and, and, and you would come in during the week, and you would, you would smell like a, like a Tony's. But I remember now saying, but God, you said yes. And I believe you answered our prayer to bring the people. That next, I think we usually do it Wednesdays. I can't remember. That next Wednesday, two hours before we opened, we had lines of people already walking around the park or lined up around from right there to behind this building. We had cars that were lining up. Traffic was crazy. We had to get some of our security guys. I remember Tony back there. And, and people from the community stepped out and saw we needed help running security. And so they were out trying to direct traffic so much that it's, uh, 
people from the community called the cops on us. I remember a police officer coming over and said, who's in charge here? I said, I am. And he says, yeah, they're calling about, what are, he's like, what are you guys doing? They're, they're calling, they're going crazy about all these crimes. I said, this is what we're doing, we're feeding the community. He says, ah, enough talk. Keep doing what you're doing. People are going to call us again, though, Cops, don't worry. After that, I got a good a little relationship with them. As of the next Sunday, the, or the next week, they were said, just let us know. Here's my card, and we have police officers kind of, you know, kind of helping us out one step at, at one point. God provided the people during the peak of COVID. God mobilized this church to serve this community, and we fed thousands of families over an eight-month period. From the spring all the way to we giving out turkeys Thanksgiving. But God always provided. When, 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 when things started opening up and some people had to start, some of our volunteers had to start going back to work. And we were really struggling. And we had people from New Life uh, 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 Norridge and, and Norwood Park show up and help us out because we are one church. And we said, we're doing this for the kingdom of God. You see, my story, my season as your pastor, the reality is, we all know, comes to an end today. A season in which I am forever grateful for. But the beautiful thing is this, church. Your story, the story of New Life Community Church, Mount Clare, it doesn't end today. It continues. And not only does it just continue in the same old, same old, it continues with a new chapter. It continues with a new season. Remember, for something new to begin, something old has to die. Something old has to end. And when something ends, it's hard. It's difficult. But the new, the new beginning is something that is fruitful. Yes, church, New Life Community Church, Mount Clare, church that I have called my church for me and my family for nine, almost ten years. You are now entering, just as I, into a season of transition. Yes, it can be scary. Yes, there can be some uncertainties. But can I tell you something? God is in control. God knows exactly what it is that he is doing. God already foresaw this. God has it all planned out. God has it all mapped out because God will never leave us. He will never forsake us. God hasn't brought us this far just to leave us. leave you with two things. First thing that I want you to understand is that although I have been pastors, I have been the shepherd here. I didn't, I didn't build this church. I didn't build this church. The pastor before me, Josh Hollick, didn't build this church. Pastor John Paul Mary didn't build this church. The people who founded this church didn't build this church. Christ built this church, not man. The reality is because I've seen it, I've lived through it, I've experienced it. When a shepherd transitions out, there's always temptation for the, for the sheep to scatter. But I want you to understand this. That is that Christ alone is the head of the church. There's always a temptation to, to place. I've seen it with my own eyes. Too high of an emphasis on a pastor's leadership as success at the local church. Yes, leadership matters. It matters a whole lot. But Christ alone is our lead shepherd. 
know that and understand that. But because he is the lead shepherd, God will place who he needs to place in this world when his time comes to rescue his people. And the other thing I want to leave you with is that God has a purpose for this church. What God started in here, he's going to carry it out, the Bible says. While I may be leaving, my family may be leaving the specific mission of this location, it continues. It continues. And and what I want to tell you is pulling together and increasing in unity with each other through this transition is the way through this church. So I want to let you know that one chapter ends today, but another begins. Everyone say, the work continues. One more time, the work continues. Can I tell you what I see in you? As I look at each and every single one of you guys here today, people that, some of you that I've known since you were this high, some of you that didn't have gray hair when I first met you, I don't know. (laughs) I, I had to use my humor one more time up here. But I see in you a people who love Jesus. I see in you a people who genuinely care for each other and the well-being of this congregation. I see in you people that, that so many times have rolled up their sleeves and say, even though I don't know what I'm doing, Pastor, if you need me here, I will fill this gap. I've seen you Surrender your life to Jesus. And I can see and I know that God is going to continue to do some beautiful, amazing things in this location. I can tell you, I can see that those baptisms, the waters of baptism are going to be used regularly now. We're going to continue. You're going to continue to see people up here in this altar surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ. You're going to continue to see friendships build in these small groups that are going to build their their, their relationship, not just with Christ, but with other Christ followers who are going to be able to hold each each other accountable. I can see you definitely continue to begin what we started in the beginning of COVID by impacting this community, being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. I can see this place loaded up where, yes, you're going to have to use that foyer or start up a second service. I can see that. And I believe that. I want to echo before the worship team. First of all, thank you, team. Jason actually pastors their set list of songs that you want us to sing today, and they nailed each and every single one of them. Praise God for that. They were all songs that were near and dear to my heart and reflected on Jesus. But I want to echo the lyrics of a song that has been ministering to me for months. And you guys want to play that one? Well, that's, our, that's, that's the story, right? That's the story. That's what I saw. And when I meet you guys again, when I see you once again, I can't wait to hear a new story of what God is doing and the place that God is doing in your life. But choose to tell us that story. Testify that story. Tell people what God has done in you what he's done in this church. The song says this, or just a little bit of it. This is the story 
that I know of the Southern Sea Deliverance that Scott is talking about. But this is a story that I'm going to tell. This song speaks to my heart and reflects the story of me pastoring the Immaculate with you guys. It says, but I know, and I'm going to sing it. Okay, Pastor. But I know that down through the years, I'll look at this moment, and I will see your hand on my life. And you know, and I will know that you were here. I'll testify of the battles that you've won. I'll testify of the battles that as a church we won. I'm going to testify how God was our portion when there wasn't enough. And I'll testify of the seas, New Life Community Church, Montclair, that we've crossed. The waters that God parted for us. The waves that we walked. Singing, oh, my God did not fail. Oh, this is a story that I'm going to tell. Singing, oh, I know it is well. New Life Community Church, this is a story that I'm going to tell. I love you guys. Let's worship one time with this song here, and then we're going to get on with the blessing. You may all. down through the years I'll look on this moment and see your hand on it and know you were here and I'll testify of the battles you've won how you were my portion when there wasn't enough and i'll testify of the seas we've walked across the waters you parted and the waves that i've walked story I'll tell singing oh I know it is well oh it's a story I'll tell believing 
options are few when i can't see what you're doing i know that you're proving you're the god who comes through oh but i know that Look back on this moment and see your hand on it and know you were here. And I'll testify of the battles you won. How you were my portion when there was any testify of the seas that we've crossed the waters you parted and the waves that I walked singing oh my God did not fail oh seas that we've crossed 
the waters you parted and the waves that I've walked singing oh, oh, oh my God did not fail oh, oh, oh it's a story I'll tell singing pray along with you guys, my family, out of, out of the current row that we're in. I'm going to ask right now the elders of the church to make their way forward. Your wives, please can join you. But with this mantle, we don't put power or anything in, in, in things. It's just a symbol. It's a symbol of the shepherd leading the congregation. And this is special to me. We've been through two moves. So kind of located yesterday. It was a little difficult, but we found it. But I had it safely stored away. And, but I can tell you this. I put this around. It opens up a lot more. It's going to look nice. And I would cover myself sometimes over it. And there in the house, in my secret place, I would pray for this congregation, pray for the relationship. And um, it's a heavy load. But one that you guys will be carrying during the season of transition. But believing and knowing that to pray, church, pray for this team here, the directional team of New Life. Pray for whoever God is going to place because God's got it there. So know that and trust it. All right? But for this short season, hopefully short season, you guys are going to carry this load. And you guys know these elders. They, they've served with me in the trenches. They've heard my heart. They've prayed for me and my family. When I was sick and, and there was no way I could make it the next day, I, I call on them. This brother right here taught me how to make a rock and gandule. Sandra, I remember you guys constantly sending us text messages always. We're praying for you. We're praying for you guys. Always interceding for us. And so now 
want to have the privilege. Bart, can you come on up and lay your hands on, on, on Sandra and Nancy? I want to take the privilege and, and, and pray this blessing over you guys. Then we'll have Asa come and kind of pray over my family and all. But I want to let you guys know something we talked about this many times. We read it together as a team. Is As elders know, there's really no major drop-off. These guys, they have the the, the authority. They have been shepherding you guys. Many times before you come to me, you would, you would, they would kind of help you out and pray for you. So know and understand, respect them, follow their lead, come under the authority of them as they will become coming under the authority of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, please. To the elders among you, I appeal as a follow, as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. I'm reading this, but I'm speaking it to you. God's speaking it to you. Be shepherds, Jose, Mario, of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, not because there's a transition, not because you got to fill this void. But because you are rich, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Which I've seen that in you and your wives, which is why you guys are a part of this team to begin with. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never, ever fade. Church, if you could just stand up with me and extend your hands towards this team, this team of brothers that I love like they were my brothers. Father God, we come before you, Jesus. Lord, and we pray right now, Father God, Lord, this doesn't take you by surprise. You knew this day would come. And Lord, you placed these two brothers here and their wives for this time, for this season. Lord, I pray right now over Jose, Nancy, Mario, Sandra, God, and their families. Lord, I pray blessings over them, God. Thank you for allowing them to say yes, because when, when the time of action came for them, for them, Father, to, to, to decide to serve in this capacity or not, Lord, they answered the call. They said yes, not knowing or understanding what it even meant or what it consisted of, but they said yes because they love you. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give them the strength to lead, Father God, alongside uh, Pastor Asa and Tom, Lord, this congregation during this season. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give them wisdom, Lord, that you would give them discernment, Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, that you would allow them to love people the way you love people. Be with them special blessings over them, over their marriage, over their family, over their finances, God. And, Lord, let them see the fruit. Let them see the fruit and experience the joy of what it means to serve you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name.
You know, it's um, it's a beautiful thing to be part of the body of Christ, isn't it? And um, and like it, like Pastor Lewis said, um, God God is the one that calls. And um, the beautiful thing about New Life is that we're one church that meets in 27 different locations throughout the Chicagoland area. And so Tom and I will be here. Um, if you need to meet or different things, obviously if we need help in any way, we're here. And this is not just a token. Uh, we love you guys. We pray for you as well. And uh, But this time we want to take a moment just to say, uh, Lewis and Barb, thank you so much for serving so well. And uh, you laid down your life. You worked and served with integrity, uh, with character. And you love people. And that was very evident, just the fact that I see tears in the congregation. And um, your tears, too. The fact that you... That's a crazy thing about our job as pastors, isn't it? It's not a job. It's a calling. But the craziest thing is this, that it's like a family. So we're stewarding God's family. And we as pastors are simply um, friends of the bride. Like John the Baptist was asked, are you the Messiah? He said, no, no, no. I'm just a friend of the groom. And I, I take care of the bride and I steward the bride until that day comes of the wedding. And so, thank you. Thank you on, on behalf of all of New Life. We've never, we've never worried, never were concerned at all. There's a complete trust in you guys. And so thank you for your faithfulness. And we, we do know that God is calling you to a different season. So we bless you. Uh, we give honor to you. And the call of God is irrevocable. So wherever you go, I know once you've been out of, you come out of that pew, you don't want to go back to the bench again. And uh, when I left the pew, I never went back. So I've been serving in different roles. And it's not just a matter of what we do, right? It's just serving Jesus. And uh, so let's pray for them and bless them. If you want the whole family come up. The young Romans. Uh, young Romans, I want to talk to you too. You guys have a calling. And I know it's not been hard, uh, easy for you guys. Um, I know that they never put pressure on you, but sometimes people put pressure on you to be, uh, that there should be some standard that you should be living like. How many of we're all imperfect here? And so, but you guys have a call. God, you've seen God work, and you've seen God use your, your parents and sacrifice. And you, you've seen the underbelly and the difficulty, like, the hood has been opened, so you can see a lot of the struggles that go on behind the scenes. So never, never let what you see discard you from following Jesus. Go and wholeheartedly after him, okay? And this is a season. I mean, when you probably started, you were probably a baby in a carriage, man. Uh, the body of Christ is not just one location. It, the church is all over the world. And so we are one family united no matter where God takes you guys. And so we bless you. So let's extend our hands. If you want to extend your hands and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless the Roman family, God. We, we are so grateful, Father, for the fact that you brought them at the right time. Uh, you, you used them in the season that you've used them, God. But thank you that you're a God of seasons. That you're a God that that, that even the way you've designed the earth and the world, there's seasons. And so, God, 
we realize that there's a season that has come to an end. But not, there's not an end completely, God. There's new beginnings. And so, God, we thank you for the new beginnings. God, as we stand here today, God, would you not bless them, encourage them, strengthen them, God? I pray that, that you would lead them. I pray for their marriage. I pray for the young Romans, God, that you would uh, bless them, encourage them. God, I pray that they would walk their faith in, in, in a real way, in a real and active way. God, I pray for continued uh, strength and protection and healing over them. I pray as they go, God, that, they, that you would continue to use them. God, that we would hear about how you're using them. And I know this is not the last time we'll see them, God. I, they're always welcome here. And we thank you and we praise you. We bless them out uh, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who is the Savior of the world, who is the Messiah, who is the King, who rules over all things, and who discerns and and calls us to go to different places and do different things for his kingdom and for his, 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 his glory. And we thank you and we praise you. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. We're going to be ready to dismiss. And if you would allow me one more time. Everyone bow your heads. Father God, we come before you. We thank you for this time that you've given us, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for being here. Thank you for allowing us to be a church that says, Lord, you take control. And, Lord, I pray as we get ready to dismiss today, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would watch over your flock, that you would watch over your sons and your daughters. Lord, as we get ready to continue our day or, or our week, whether it's work or school, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would remind us who it is that you've called us to be, that you have called us to be the light of the world. You've called us to be the salt of the earth. You did not call us to blend in. You've called us to stand out. And so, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would remind us of that constantly. Watch over us and protect us, God. And let us reflect you in a way, Father God, that honors you, God. And church, I leave you with this blessing. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you all. May the Lord be gracious unto you. And may the Lord give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' holy, mighty name, the church of God says amen. Amen, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you.